0: your hand a beautiful melody from some enchanted land down deep in my
1: heart
0: I hear it say is this the day
1: I alone have heard this lovely strain
0: Can't I let you know Why can't I let you know The song my heart would sing That beautiful rhapsody of love And you and spring Music is sweet, the words are true, the song is. Here on yes, Yesterday. we here are. are. Yesterday, USA. Hi, Squeak. Are we having fun yet? Uh-huh.
2: Oh, this is good. Okay, so I want to know two cars, the makes of cars that aren't made anymore. For example, Jack Benny's Maxwell is not in production any longer. I don't, I never saw a Maxwell. I never heard of a Maxwell before Jack Benny. I haven't heard of one since either. <laughs> do you,
0: do you know anything about the Maxwell car? Not a thing. Just because Jack Benny had it and that's about all.
2: Is there somebody out there who might have, have known about a Maxwell? No. Oh, somebody out there must know about a Maxwell.
0: <laughs> 714-545-2071. Give us a call.
2: We have the smartest family in the whole world okay so i have oh a whole bunch of things here Mm -hmm. so we need to know what made you laugh so hard Mm -hmm. that you couldn't stop laughing and you don't even have to remember what made you laugh you just have to remember being in that state and sometimes you can get into a state where it's like the hiccups Mm -hmm. you literally cannot stop even when something's not funny anymore you simply cannot stop laughing you have laughed so long and so hard That you just can't stop. You said something about Fibber McGee and Molly before, oh that it was one of the running gags when Dennis was on the phone. Do you recall which one it was? Paint Funny McGee. Paint Funny McGee. Okay. Claire Schultz in his book, Fibber McGee and Molly on the Air, which incidentally is available through Bear Manor Media. BearManorMedia.com, B E A R, just like a teddy bear. Manor, M-A-N-O-R, Media, M-E-D-I-A, Bear Manor. And he's got 16 Saber McGee and Molly running gags, and that was only one of them. Who have we got?
0: Hello there, you're on the air.
2: Well, hello. Is that the squirrel? Oh, the squirrel man, how are you?
0: Good. I'm good.
3: That's good, Fred.
2: Were you listening to us telling your tale out of school?
3: Yes, I was. (laughs) Uh. We're 15 minutes the same
2: <laughs> we started laughing all over again when we started talking about that you were so cool you were just so cool oh my gosh my heart was just oh, I was feeling so touched because it was Christmas time we were talking about Christmas presents and this was a Christmas present that you had bought for your mom and you sold it on
3: eBay well you know meeting at God that was 40 years ago oh <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just, you are too funny. So how are you this week?
3: Good, good. Uh, suffering through my longest basketball season ever.
2: Gosh, did you get up oh. in the middle of the night and go how on
0: would, the bus like yeah, you Yeah, how about that bus trip last week? I ended up getting a ride with a parrot. Oh! oh.
2: On the, you didn't do your thing on the bus? Who, who was watching over the kids on the bus?
3: I asked the varsity coach, and he. it happened that they were supposed to go to Windsor, was the coldest day of that cold spell. Oh. And it got, I mean, the high was like two below zero that day. Mm. And so I called up and I said, I got a parent that's willing to take me and bring me home. And he said, well, why don't you do that? And I said, okay. So I think he didn't have to coach my arm, he... didn't
2: need to be coached on that one.
3: Nope, not at all. And the w- worst part of it, though, was we got up there. And I've been coaching basketball for... 25 years, and I've been on both ends of the stick, you know, where you got slaughtered or you slaughtered somebody else. And we took, I took the worst beating Monday night I've ever taken in my life.
2: Oh, how bad was it?
3: Oh, it was bad. I, I, how bad is it? I think the final was 84 to 17, I think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it you know, And I could not stop the bleeding. No matter what I said to the kids, you know, let's go from here. Let's,
0: what do you tell the kids at
3: halftime? Just basically forget the first half. Let's, win, let's go out and try to win the third quarter.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is, it's second cousin to my, the, the expression from Lucy Van Pelt in Snoopy. You know, Lucy, the character in Snoopy. Yep. Uh, she says, if you're going to be wrong, be wrong at the top of your lungs. And in the the sports arena, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose on the top of your lungs, and it sounds we like...
3: We did that. Wow. Oh,
0: that's a baddie. So every time you guys scored, I bet it was a, it was a celebration, right? Uh, well, you
3: would <laughs> no. think uh, so, but... We're those... so far behind, it, it did not really
0: matter. So what did you tell the kids at the end of the game in the locker room?
3: Basically the same thing. You know, it's like... Um, young, and I told them that, and then you guys are freshmen, and you're playing a bunch of sophomores and juniors, and, and, and you played bad tonight, you didn't play very well, <laughs> and they did, and, and this is what happens, you know, and... So, have you won a game yet this year? No, we haven't. Well, you think you will? I don't know. How
2: many have you played so far?
3: Uh, Ten.
0: And how many more games you got?
3: Uh, nine. We're halfway through, and we've got... We got a team coming up that we haven't played Rutland yet. I mean, they're, they're like they're like Division One. We're Division Two. Yeah, so we're not looking forward to that one. Um, we got one Monday night. You know, we might have a shot at, and we got one. We got a game in Springfield and Belle Falls. Those are two we might have a shot at. Well,
0: have you asked the referee to turn off the clock and you just do the four corner stall?
3: Yeah, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> Uh, we're really, we're really hurting. We, uh, we played a game here Friday night. We played against a team that was undefeated. Uh-huh. We ended up losing 41 to 17. Well,
0: you're getting better.
3: But we actually <laughs> played three good quarters of basketball. We got well, the third quarter though. We got out outscored like 19 to two, and that, that killed us. Um, oh, Fred, are these uh, they're, okay?
2: They're we're having it's a really
3: hard. I feel bad for the kids because they're. They're trying so hard. It's not like they're quitting, you know?
2: Are they okay? Because, uh, I mean, this this can do a number on your head.
3: Yeah, it can. Well, they went through it last year, too. I think they won two games as eighth graders. Oh, gosh, all those poor kids. Oh, um, and I keep trying to tell them that, you know, next year they're going to be the sophomores, and they're going to have a year of JV ball under their belt, not a year of freshman ball, and we're going to have a really good team, and, and they just need to stick with it. They keep working at it. Keep getting better. And next year, they're going to be the team to beat I, I really, I believe that, but I don't know if they believe that. What is
2: their weak point that has to be worked on most?
3: Oh, God. Never mind. I wish I could pick one.
2: Never mind. <laughs> what is their strongest
3: not, point? Not two kids that probably shouldn't even be playing.
2: Oh, okay. Not good
3: enough at this level to even – I mean, no matter how hard they work, they're not – they're not basketball players. They're just not, not there. Not there. One kid's the first year he's ever played, and his mother came up to me and one after one game and said, you know, he, he, Ryan doesn't get to play a lot as it is, and, and when he's wide open, they don't throw him the ball. And I, I didn't want to tell her, you know, because he can't catch the damn ball. But that's the reason the kids don't throw him to him. He can't, he can't catch.
0: Uh-huh. What's your favorite basketball story? You know, something that really, uh, uh, maybe something happened during uh, a game or uh, a special celebration after a game. Tell me a, a, a good story.
3: Well, I've got lots of them. Well, tell me. Tell me a well, couple. Probably the best one. It was my fourth year coaching. And uh, my husband's husband coached uh, a team called Christ the King. It was a small Catholic school. And the first time they played us during the year, they, they, they beat us bad. It was, I don't know, 62-4 or something. And uh, we had to play them again in a tournament. And it was right after that game that these kids really just said, you know what, we're not that bad, and, and we, you know, we really need to, to, to really work at this and, and show them we're not that bad. And I had kids coming in from recess in pairs to work on their game. We scheduled different kids to come in during different recesses, and they worked on certain things. And it wasn't like fun and games. They did drills, and, and they really worked hard. And we went down, we went. We played the rest of the year out, and everybody got to play during the year. And then we went to the tournament. We won our first game at the tournament, and we had to play Christ the King next, And that was the team that, that had buried us. And... The kids came up to me before the game, and, you know, there were 15 kids on the team, and they said, Coach, we want to play this game to win, and we've talked about it, and we know that, that means some kids might not play a whole lot, so, but we don't care. We want you to coach us so that we can win this game, you know, or at least try to win it, and they said, you know, if it turns out that we, it's a blowout, then we can let everybody play, but... You know, don't worry about the playing time is what they were telling me. hmm uh-huh. And so we played them, and I'll tell you what, it it, took, it went down to the final seconds. We were down, we were down 29-28, and we fouled this kid with like five sec- four, like eight seconds to go for the other team, and he hit both the free throws. Yeah. We lost 31-28.
2: Oh my.
3: And my uncle, about the the coach. The other team, my cousin's husband, said, I've never seen a team improve so much in six weeks in my life. He was he was impressed. And then I go into the locker room, and these kids are in tears. Aww. Sixth grade. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're sitting there, they're balling, they're, they're like, they gave me every, you know, and I'm like, guys, you, know, you should walk out of here with your heads up. It's a heck of a game. I'm proud, I'm proud as hell. You know, they were like, uh, Oh, we could have beat them, we should have beat them. And they were pretty upset about it. But I'll never forget that game. That yeah. game will stick with I, me for a long, 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 long time.
2: I feel so bad for the kid who fouled out. Oh,
3: wow. Yeah, and the kid, that hit those free throws for them. That, I mean, I had a lot of, that's, that's not, you know, it's not easy to do, especially in sixth grade. Yeah. Game on the line, he stepped up there for them, and he nailed them both, yeah. which sealed our coffin. But...
0: But you had to be so happy how they played though, Fred.
3: Oh I did, I was tickled with that.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, I went in there thinking, Okay, if we can get within twenty we're doing good. Huh. And they had they could have won it. They had it right now at the end of the game. Yeah. We could have won they sure put up a heck of
2: a fight. That was really a growth on their part to come to you and say, Play us to win, not just play us.
3: I've never had that happen before since so, yeah.
2: Remarkable. What a remarkable group.
3: Yeah, they were a good group of kids. Now, uh, we have another was, question. Three years ago, I had a team that was really good. Um, and again, in Windsor, we went to Windsor, and we got beat by, oh, I don't know, 15. And they had three juniors on their team. Okay? And, you know, JV basketball is usually freshmen to sophomores.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And they had three juniors that, they were going to need for next year for the varsity, so I understand why they were there. But they touched us up for like between the three of them for like 35 points. They were big kids, they were quick kids. And my kids were in the locker room after they they just they they'd won eight in a row after dropping their first two games of the year, uh-huh. eight or nine in a row, and then they lost these guys. They were all upset about it, and we talked about it, and we talked about the fact that they had those three kids and. They were like, we are still beatable, you know, we still got them coming to our place, and they had lost the game. And they came to our place three weeks later, and we, I mean, we buried them. Absolutely buried them. And that was their first loss of the year. And uh, I mean, we didn't just beat them, I think we beat them by like 30. And so that was, that was pretty, that was pretty nice, too. That was pretty cool.
2: Uh, we, we have a question for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, since you did to us what we will never recover from, and that is spending two to three minutes of airtime laughing, we want to know about a time when you laughed so hard you couldn't stop.
3: I remember the time. I don't remember what caused it.
2: That's, that's typically the, the, the case. So tell us what you remember about it.
3: I remember it was in college, and there was like seven of us sitting around the dorm room talking. And there was one girl I don't even, i met her like once before. I didn't know who she was. And we just caught eye contact with each other and just started cracking up. I think she started laughing first, and then I, I went, and that was it. It was just the two of us. I mean, I was laughing so hard I had to leave the room. but She couldn't stop either. And I don't know why it was there. I didn't know why then. Something just caught us, I guess.
2: It just it just sat right, and that I I was telling Walden about a time that I laughed so hard that eventually nothing was funny, but I couldn't stop laughing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like what this was. I don't think anything was funny that was said. People in the room thought we were crazy. Like, what are you laughing at? We, we couldn't tell them. Uh, you know,
2: I mean, you were you were right there with.
3: It. <laughs> yeah, we were just cracking up. <laughs> so that was it. Pre- was actually pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it is pretty cool, and especially that you remember it after having been out of school for some years.
3: Oh yeah, I'll never forget that. That that was just it was just weird. It was uh, like you showed over the girl to exactly what she looks like and everything. I couldn't remember, I don't remember her name, but. So I didn't really know her. She was a friend of a friend kind of thing.
2: Uh-huh. Well, she might be listening tonight, and then she'll call in and say, I remember Fred. We sat there, and we laughed so hard.
3: Yeah, she, were, she very well could be. All <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I'll oh, forget that.
2: Bill was telling a story one night, and it, it just it wasn't a complimentary story about something that had happened and a person he worked with in the broadcasting industry, and <laughs> I mean, it was... He just, he just didn't say any really nice things. I mean, he, was, he wasn't being mean or nasty,
1: right.
2: but it just wasn't a complimentary conversation. And he said, I wonder what he's doing these days. And I typed in the chat, he's listening to Yesterday USA. You know, I, oh, no. you, lose, you lose track that these just aren't personal phone conversations mm-hmm. that everybody can hear what we're talking about.
3: I can't remember what I, I'll never forget this. This would be a good one for maybe a future theme. The time you put your foot in your mouth.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gee.
3: I can remember a time when I, we, I worked at this daycare center. It was one of my, well, actually, was my first job ever, which is why I got into uh, teaching for a while, because I, I liked working with the kids. And uh, there was this girl there. She was just strange. I mean, she, I don't know how to describe her. She was just strange, okay, and she did these weird things and all every day during the lunch break or during nap time everybody would congregate in the break room. That was the big break time for the whole building because the kids were all down for nap and you only needed one adult in each room. So I've been there during break time one time and I'm putting this woman I'm putting this girl down. Making fun of her and saying all this stuff. And she's sitting over the corner of the room. Oh, man. I didn't realize it. This is not good, Fred. No, it wasn't good at all. Oh, dear. She just got up and walked out. I, I, I never, never said a word to her. She never said a word to me about it. I never dared approach her about it. I felt like two inches tall, though, I'll tell you. I'll never forget that. It was a lesson learned. Uh-huh.
2: Those are not things you forget very easily. No. Nope. You're a very brave person for talking about that. And you know, talking about an embarrassing situation like that can be difficult.
3: Well, I learned right then you don't talk behind somebody's back.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh-huh. Have something to say to somebody, I'll say it to their face.
2: Yep. So I do understand that.
3: So That's the hard way. Tonight? What's
2: that? Are you in the market for a question?
3: Well, you can ask me one.
2: I can ask you one?
3: Is something else you had you were asking too, besides laughing?
2: Oh yeah, two cars. Name me two cars that are no longer produced.
3: How about the Jaguar?
2: The
0: Jaguar is
2: still produced.
3: Is it? No. They still
0: many Jaguars?
2: Well, I don't know. I see an awful lot of them on the road. Let me see.
0: I, I, yeah, I think Bobby just bought one. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think With the fins in the back, don't talk about the, the classic Jaguars. Oh, okay, maybe maybe they're not. Well,
2: I'm not talking about models. I'm talking about makes.
0: Okay. Well,
3: what about the Chevy Vega?
2: No, <laughs> we're not talking models. We're talking.
0: Well, that's makes the classic,
3: like, though. <laughs> well, okay.
2: Maxwell is no longer made. The Kaiser is no longer made. Well, are they even making
0: Chevys? Oh. That's what I'm wondering. I, I didn't, didn't General Motors get rid of the Chevy here the last year or so? I don't think so. I
3: got, well,
0: oh what my God! You, so you can't pick uh, these Ford cars. Wait a minute. I think Chevy. What did more to drop? They dropped the Buick, I think, right? They
2: they dropped the Buick. They they dropped. I think they dropped the Chevy Impala, but don't hold my feet to the fire on okay. that one. Okay. Um The Impala was a very popular car for a long time.
3: They can't say the Edsel
2: because that's a. The Edsel, very good, but that's that's a Ford.
3: I uh, know. So they make Fords.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll let you we'll let you have
3: the Edsel. Well, how come I can't have the Vega if I can have the Edsel?
2: Ed, what are your room?
3: They, they make Fords, right? They Ed, still make Fords. <laughs> go to
2: your room. And you're ready to be Okay.
3: Tonight. I, I'm not a car person, anyway. But I remember it was my Vega, though. That was a classic. First car I ever owned. Is it? Did you like it? Oh, well, I loved it. There's a story right there. I bought it for $50. bucks. i am not going to answer bought, to it. <laughs> drove it for two years, uh-huh. and when I sold it, it wasn't worth $25, and I put it out in the front. I, when I drove it back from college the last time I drove it back, I had, it, all that it was in the middle of the winter. I had a friend driving with me so he could operate the emergency brakes because mm-hmm. I had no brake, <laughs> and we had those exhausts coming up through the floor. <gasps> oh, my. Half the trip, we had to have the window down so the exhaust would clear. And then when we get too cold, we roll it back up, so we get warmed up. Until we got filled with the exhaust again, we roll the window back down. And so that the tires were bald on it, the, the the transmission was going on it. I mean, it was it was in bad shape. It needed four brand new tires. It needed new brakes. It needed new transmission. New car. In uh, other words, it was it wasn't it was it was in bad shape. And, then, and so I stuck a for sale sign on it my front lawn. Remember, I paid 100 bucks for this thing when I bought it. And this guy, this girl comes down and looks at it and says, Well, I'm interested, um, but i got to get my brother-in-law, he's a mechanic, come down and look yeah. at it. I'm like, you know, like that, I'm like, I'm sunk. You know like, Okay, whatever. So he comes down, and he is out there. This is springtime, finally. He's out there looking underneath the car, I mean, giving it, a, a really going over it. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, he's not going to tell her to buy this thing. And either he was the world's worst mechanic, <laughs> or he hated his sister-in-law, because she offered me $350 for that. Are
2: you serious? You know what happened, Fred?
3: What? Oh,
2: I know what happened. While that car was in a parking lot, there was a bank robbery, and the robbers somehow mounted... This a of money underneath in the chassis of the car, and that's what I saw. Now, you gave away $10 million for a mere pocket change of $350.
3: Well, I kind of you wrong, but... <laughs> that's
2: my story, and I'm sticking to
3: it. Something had to happen, like I said. Fred, he you... He was Fred? the world's worst mechanic, or he hated her, like you he said.
0: Fred, you are great. Middleman. I mean, you buy things low, sell them high, from squirrels to cars. That's good.
3: You know, I think I could have gotten more, but I was so dumbfounded. I was like,
0: Yeah, do you play the stock market?
3: <laughs> you know how people start low when they're when they're offering something? Uh-oh. Yeah. I probably could have gotten four fifty, five hundred out of it, but I was like, Sold. Here are the here are the keys. Take it away.
2: There are advantages to stunning somebody.
3: Yes. Yeah, and it works. <laughs>
2: was a pastor here a, a while back who told the story mm-hmm. about this car that he had it was just it was a, a second-hand car mm-hmm. it was used but it was one that he just loved and uh, for for one reason or another he felt obligated to sell this car and do something with the money well this is a pastor we're talking mm-hmm. about uh, and he said my wife told me I had to sell it and I didn't want to sell this car but I thought well she's probably right so I put a price tag on this thing that only an idiot would pay. <laughs> a week from Monday, the idiot drove my car.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, at least he got money.
2: <laughs> I watched the <laughs> idiot driving my car down the street. <laughs> Whatever price tag he put on it, he got for it. And he was just so disappointed that somebody paid that amount of money for his car. But he's such a good storyteller.
3: That is pretty cool. And it was so cute. He
2: said, I put a price on that that only an idiot would pay. And the next Monday, I watched that idiot drive my car down
3: the road. My uncle, uh, I barely knew him because he died well, like like 9 or 10. But... He never paid more than $500, of course this was a while ago, but probably, probably 1500 today, but he never paid more than $500 for an automobile. Um, of course he was a mechanic.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But he, his thing was, he would buy, he'd buy an old beat-up car, and he would drive it, fix it till he couldn't fix it anymore, mm-hmm. junk it, and go out and buy another one.
2: And he came out so far ahead by the end of his life. Yeah. Yep,
0: he sure did. I knew a professional gambler. Uh, no
2: kidding. Brad. Who survived?
0: Oh, yeah. And oh. Uh, Tony would have interesting streaks. He flew over to Vegas, hit $50,000. He got so nervous. He had that much money. He went and bought an old used car to drive it home. He didn't want to be, be left in town with $50,000.
3: So he spent it on a car?
0: Yeah, he just went of him, bought a car drive it take his money home.
2: Just an old car, so nobody would think he... Yeah. Yeah, well, I was smart. Yeah, so... So he's dumped the car on the other
3: end. I know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, he, uh, he was uh, he died young, a heart attack, unfortunately. He was, like, like
0: 52 or 53,
3: but young. he was a race car driver, and, you know, he worked on cars. He rode cars his whole life, and... So he always told he always told me. I remember when I was a kid. He said, "When you grow up, he said, never buy a brand new car."
2: I wish I had taken that advice.
3: And, uh, well, it's amazing. You, know, you, you pay, you know, twenty-two thousand dollars for a car. You drive the damn thing around the block. There's ten thousand dollars off. Yeah. <laughs> when you bring it back. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. All right. I'll nice your Question.
2: Are you ready for your question?
3: Yeah, I, I'll try.
2: Alright. Now we we've got some really hard questions here.
3: Okay. I'm not good at hard ones, but throw it out anyway.
2: Let me see what we got here. Hold on. I, I said
3: they were hard. What color was the Lone Ranger's mask? Oh that's
2: good. Hey, what color was the Lone Ranger's mask? Black. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, that worked. Yeah, what, color but... was, what color what
3: color was silver? Silver. Oh. Actually it's white. Yeah, I know.
2: Very good. Okay, here, here you go. Here's one for you. Great Gildersleeve. Okay. You have to pick which character is from the Great Gildersleeve. Was it Bertie, Horace Hooker, Rumson Bullard, or Mr. Peavy?
3: I know. I know. Oh. Okay, who are the middle two again?
2: Horace Hooker and Rumson Bullard. And then we had Birdie and Mr. Peavy.
3: I think it's either Birdie or Mr. Peavy.
2: I'll pick one.
3: Uh Mr. Peavy.
2: Okay. Now, the rest of the answer is Walden?
0: They're all part of the great God as show. Oh, okay. You couldn't go wrong, Fred. That was
2: a I
3: like those kinds of questions. <laughs>
0: You no, know, I mean, you struggled so hard
3: before you... Well, <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure if they, were, were, they all sounded familiar. Well, the, the, the two I was thinking of sounded familiar. To be honest with you, I don't remember the other two characters.
2: Well, Horace Hooker was the judge. Okay. Mr. Peavy was the druggist.
3: remember Mr. Peavy and I remember Birdie.
2: And Rums Bullard one was from, The neighbor from across Yeah, right, it
3: sounds like the, the great Gildersleeve. Rums
2: and Rumson Bullard
3: was... Another show that's similar.
2: The two show, which two shows?
3: Between the Great Gildersleeve and there's another show. What, what's the one I'm thinking of?
2: I can't help you with that one.
3: I always get it mixed up uh, with with the wife and uh, is it Gilda Sleeve? He's the one with the easy uncle, right? Easy uncle. Uh-huh. Right.
2: Uh huh. Right.
3: Well, what's the one with the husband and the wife? <laughs> it's the famous show. They well, like
0: Icy and Harriet, like uh, Burns and Allen.
3: No, like, no, it's real famous. I mean, it's like you play it all the time. You asked me a question about it last week. Fibber McGee
0: and Molly? Yeah, Fibber McGee and Molly and the Great Gildersleeve mixed up. See, Patricia? What? See? See? Hey? What? Well, I'm just, 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 you know, just seeing that some people get them messed up. That's
3: right.
0: Well, that, that's okay. Okay, what, <laughs> what is in my collection
2: that you think you might like?
3: I have no idea. You sent me everything.
0: Okay, well, Well, I'm going to ask... You could ask her to make you up one.
3: Yeah, just go ahead and create something.
0: Say what?
3: Create something. Create something. (laughs) Why don't you send me a collection of Fibber McGee and Molly and Great Gildersley so I'll never get them confused again.
2: Okay. I can Uh, do that. There is no way you can get these two mixed up, Fred.
3: Oh, I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm just, what? <laughs> however.
3: Not, not the main characters, but all the side characters. They're all, they all sound the same to me.
2: There, however, I have to give you this. The great Gilder's sleeve, before he got his own show, was the next-door neighbor in Cibber McGee and Molly. So I, I have to give you that.
3: Okay, well, and it's not the main characters that I get confused in. It's the townspeople.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Teeny belongs to Fibber and Molly.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, I will. I will put together some Fibber and some Gilder Sleeve, and you will never again get them
3: wrong. See, that works. That makes it educational.
2: It works. Okay. Will you stay warm? Stay healthy.
3: Stay home. 25 degrees today. What? It was 25 today.
2: It was 25 degrees today.
3: <laughs> 25. That's beach weather.
2: Okay, well, have a good time at the
3: beach. I will.
0: Bye. Guys, have a good night. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I was going to pull a surprise, but I ran away before I could pull the surprise. What
2: surprise were you going to pull? I'll
0: figure it out. I thought I would play the audition part of Great Girls, really, when, they, when some of the characters didn't have their names figured out yet. Oh, could you do that later? I could do, I, I could sneak that in whenever we got time. How cool! Just, you know, just a small pitch, just a small, small part. What I thought was interesting were, uh, Leroy, especially Marjorie, they didn't settle on Marjorie's name at the time. Oh, and
2: you know, was Marjorie's name always, her name was not always Marjorie?
0: Correct. Not in the audition.
2: Was it one other show that also Marjorie
0: was not her name? Uh, I'm only familiar with the audition. Hello there, you're on the air.
1: lot well, like Fred, when I was in school and I made eye contact with a girl, they laughed too.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> did you ever crack up on the air, no one? Yes. Oh, there had to be a
1: show Almost uh, uncontrollably. <laughs> it, it happened at a... We were doing a rotary auction, a lot like bill does every year
2: uh-huh
1: except we got donations from merchants in town and we, we broadcast the auction and i was sitting beside my uh station manager and we we were doing the, the thing and they had to actually would bring the items to the broadcast where we were i forgotten where we i think ymca the basketball court and they would stack these things out there and people could actually pay for it and come by and get the, their uh, purchase well one of the fellows I happened to be looking over in his direction and he stepped backwards and got his foot in a box and started falling and have you ever seen anybody take about a minute to fall you know they recover then they fall again then they recover he went through that it was like I was the only one that saw it and I got so you're not supposed to laugh at somebody when they fall (laughs) but I got so tickled with that I could not recover I, I left the table and went over in the corner until I could get my composure it was just greater, you know, uh, is it Chevy Chase that's famous for falls and Dick Van Dyke and people like that?
2: Chevy Chase, yes.
1: They couldn't have topped this one. It was it was hilarious. And it, probably just my sick mind, and, but anyway. You said I was twisted.
2: He said you were twisted? You did. I did.
1: Yeah, either that and my children were twisted because of my...
2: <laughs> no, I didn't. I wanted to make sure they weren't twisted.
1: Oh, oh. Well, what would have made them that way? But Me... Just... The reflection was on me, of course.
2: Well, you know, we, we just, uh, we like to follow up with kids to make sure that everything is okay.
1: Well, uh, I'm glad we have the parents' police out there.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I we think we need them. <clears throat> so how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great. I apologize for not getting back to your email. My I had the um, strangest thing happen. I could receive mail, but I couldn't send it. And all this stuff backed up in my computer, and the, the guy was here to fix it. And when he did, it all went out. <laughs> and I hadn't I hadn't written you yet, but several people said that the email was slower than the post office. Well, six days for me to get your email. I said I noticed the date on it. I had to explain myself. Before I forget, "Till the End of Time" was a big hit for Perry Como.
0: Thank you. Very good. You got good
1: news.
2: Oh, thank you, Nolan. Yeah. I got an email from you.
1: You did get one from me. Yeah. Oh well, uh, like I say, it got hung up in the electronics or something. But
2: <laughs> well, it finally coughed it up. Every once in a while, I will say to Walden that I muse about what would happen to the world and to the computer systems of uh, the international computer systems if everything that got lost in cyberspace suddenly downloaded. <laughs> yeah. About that. It's a
1: good, that's a good uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. Uh,
2: it, oh my gosh, everything would come to a standstill. Everything. Sure. It's interesting and scary to think about. So how are you doing? You're doing well? Are you cold?
1: Um, no, we're about the same as you, I think. It's, uh, what, high, thir- high 30s or low 40s or something?
2: Tonight is um, mid-40s here. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we did have some 30s. We went into the 30s one or two nights last week. So that's too cold for me.
1: Yeah, that's, that's getting down there, but I uh, still remember how cold it is up in Georgia and Tennessee and places like that this time of year, and I'm I'm not there anymore.
2: I've been here long enough that I really am a whiny wimp when it when it gets below 60. I mean, I think I'm in the middle of the tundras.
1: It doesn't take long for that to happen.
2: Oh, no. Uh, did you Did you bring any bloopers tonight?
1: No, I, I will apologize for that, too. I, the, the, uh, I've just had electronic problems, and I haven't gotten around to where I can have a permanent arrangement to feed those tapes down the line. And I've got to change, put them on uh, CDs to do that.
2: That is perfectly acceptable. It will just leave us looking forward to them.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't give up on me. I'll get some more. I've got.
2: Oh, goodness, I wouldn't give up on you. However, I do have something that you have to earn, and that's what my email was about. That I had located this series called the Masked Minuteman. Oh, really? With Paul Orkin. Paul Orkin. Right. Yeah, yeah, the the Chicken Man.
1: I think that's Dick Orkin.
2: Dick. I'm sorry, Dick Orkin. Uh, yes. Um, the I never chicken, heard of that. And he did the Tooth Fairy, and now I unearthed something called the Masked Minuteman. And someone had gone ahead and taken all these really tiny bits and sh- – I mean, these are very, very tiny shows that we're talking about and threaded them together in two single MP3s. <laughs> Is that right? You don't have to keep changing them. However, you have to answer a question in order to get them.
1: So, See? Okay.
2: Yeah, and I found four uh, – there are five other chicken Man. I don't know what they are. They're supposed to be some kind of a special issue, or after the Chicken Man, or something like that. So I'm on the lookout. Now that I know you like Chicken Man, I'm on the lookout here.
1: Don't oh, uh, mail them because I've got something coming to you, and you might have postage-paid envelope to come back.
2: Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Did you send it? On to. Did you send the envelope? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you send the envelope already?
1: Oh, I'm going to the first the week. I thought about it. Uh, something that also, I, you mentioned Christmas music, I was going to send you that, and of course, yeah. we have Christmas programming from midnight to six every day since Walton took over the weekend. He's working his way up to July, I think.
0: <laughs> this is true. That's true. I got one more day, on Sunday I'll sneak a little more then we'll get into normal programming. I figured,
1: sneak <laughs> it was, in. They're great. They're, <laughs> some I haven't heard before.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I come across it, and I figured, hey, somebody got to play it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you
1: ready? I won the uh, Chicken Man, and I didn't have to answer any questions.
2: You got Chicken Man, and you didn't have to answer a question?
1: Uh, you haven't asked me one yet.
2: Oh, well, um, you already have Chicken Man. It's the Minute Man, the master. Minute Man, yeah. <laughs> okay. Minute Man. Okay. We're into sidekicks here. Who was California Carlson?
1: Long Cassidy's sidekick.
2: There you go. All right. You can have the Minute Man. <laughs>
1: How about the, the uh, I had big plans for the cars that were extinct.
2: Oh, good, good, good. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Hudson. Uh-huh. Packard. What was the second one? Packard. Oh, the yes. Packard, yes. Oh, gosh, I never would have thought about that one. Hudson and Packard. Okay, I'm, I'm keeping a list here. Okay. And you talked about laughing... Your socks off we talked. <laughs> that was funny.
1: There's one other one that I can tell quickly I and mean, it was a blooper that probably nobody else in the stadium recognized, but they were thanking people for donations to, to something. This was our high school football huh? uh, I, I'm sorry, midget football my son was playing. And this fellow that got on the PA and he was announcing the winners and there this guy's name was his nickname was Chicken and his last name was Chris Well. <laughs> and, and so this the PA says, and we'd like to thank Mr. Chesswell. <laughs> I, I started laughing. Sally <laughs> was punching me, and I could not recover. Somebody else caught it from me, and I was, just, I was embarrassed. Yeah. Tears coming down.
2: Those things just happen. Crickenchesswell. When they strike you funny, there is just no way to ignore it.
1: No, that's right.
2: The more you try to stop them, the harder you laugh. <laughs> funny. Well, I do have one that I tried to email you one other time, and your email was giving you a fuss, but I saved it, and it's an on-air blooper that I cannot say on the air. Okay. shouldn't have either. (laughs) I will send that to you, and she and the the rest of the team start to laugh as well. I think it's a newscast. It's part of a newscast. And she messed up big time. So that'll, that'll be good. I will send that to you. So what else is new in your life, sir?
1: Oh, the, uh, the same old thing, just being terribly lazy. Um, were you all talking about, did I hear you all talking about pets the other day, about dogs, and you were not a cat person? And
2: well, I'm a cat person. Oh, you are? I am, yeah, but not a dog person.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we, we, I was relaying to somebody about this. <laughs> Warren was bad to bring dogs home. They would follow him. He said, "You know, home." And this little female dog he, we took in. And I don't know what it was about this little dog, but when she would come into season, as they say, dogs from all around the county would come see us. Yeah. We'd have a yard full of dogs. As a matter of fact, I heard that two came in on the bus from Nashville. We'll <laughs> bad. And though uh, we kept this dog for quite a while, and I, uh, we finally had to have a little surgery done, but. I uh the kids and Sally named the dog Candy. And they did it because they didn't like what I had named her. Which was? Poor hound.
2: Are you serious?
1: <laughs> no, you've been patricired again.
2: Oh oh no. <laughs> I don't believe it. You got me. As soon as I said Are you serious
1: <laughs> Am I ever serious?
2: I knew I had been taken. <laughs>
1: I think we better explain for the benefit of people who don't know about the candy. We should say that yes, the name yes. Of the
2: candy. Yes. Um, I, I have a package of whorehound candy, and Malden did it, got it as well. It was something that was mentioned in Fibber McGee and Molly, and it's spelled H-O-R-E. There is no W in it. <laughs> O-R-E-H-O-U-N-D, whorehound candy, and it's made from an herb. And it's medicinal. It's a, a medicinal candy, and that's what we're talking. I could have just said, "I don't know what you're talking about," and just left you hanging there, Nolan.
1: I <laughs> have tasted it too, and it's not all that good.
2: Is it? Yeah, um, uh, Harwood, who, who sent it to us, Harwood um, made arrangements to get it to us, and he said he just doesn't like it at all. But I thought it was very mild. I don't think it has an awful lot of flavoring in this particular package, so. Maybe that's – or my taste buds are dead. I'm not sure which.
1: It's kind of thing it would stop a cough, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it would stop everything. (laughs) 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 You wouldn't have had a problem with the doggy either (laughs) if you gave it to her. It'll cure everything. I just loved it when I got the information about Whorehound, the herb, being put to get – you know, being used in making candy and the medicinal purposes of the herb – and it got, oh, it just went, you know, the FDA hasn't approved it, but it is, um, it, It's everybody should use this, and it's good for coughs, and it's good for bronchitis, and it's good for urinary tract infection. I mean, it was just everything short. Should-